Hey everyone, it's me, Lauren, your creative mentor, and welcome to the last episode of July. We made it through another month, six months, what a, what a time, huh? <laughs> and we've been talking a lot about mental health this month and managing our stress and kind of just like thinking about working through the pandemic and all of that stuff and, you know, just, you know, general reflecting on all of these things. And so today I kind of want to talk about how systems aren't smart. And I think that a lot of us assume that systems will be smart or that we want them to be smart. Because I talk a lot about living in real life versus the ideal. So like kind of what's the boundary there, you know, like how much do we manage this and I personally believe that that is where a lot of our stress comes from the fact it's not perfect it's never going to be perfect all of that so um you know if you're new here and this is your first time listening to the podcast um hi my name is Lauren um this is kind of my pandemic project because I was on TikTok watching a lot of people be really frustrated that like art school didn't teach them how to be successful outside of school and the more creative professionals I talk to, the more I realize, like, we just don't know any better. And it's bullshit how, like, long it takes us to find our career stride. We don't know what questions to ask ourselves, all that stuff. So that's what this podcast is about. I build these podcasts out like a class. So even if you just jump in here, that's fine. But, like, I am going to be building off of and referencing things before this. And that's okay. And just that you should vet everybody, including me. You know, if someone's giving you advice on your money, your happiness, and your career, they better know what they're talking about. And I am no different. So please make sure I am somebody you want to be listening to. Um, you can look me up, Lauren Versino. It's spelled exactly how it sounds. And like, you know, if I'm a, th a person or an individual you want to model after or you want to hear what ha they have to say, hi, hello, welcome. Um... So I do also at the top want to tell you something really exciting I've actually started working on this week is next month I'm going to have an, a limited interview series. A lot of you on TikTok have been asking me to interview other creatives and get their perspective because I'm just a graphic designer and you know, I try to frame everything through my experience to be translatable and transferable to whatever it is you want to do. But sometimes it's really helpful to listen to other people. So I'm, I set out and I cast my net into my network to see who wanted to volunteer their time like I am doing to talk. And I got um, enough people for a whole month next month. So next month I'm going to Talk to a UX designer, an animator, a creative director, copywriter, and um, this actually, this group of women that I've worked with that I literally talk to every day. We work in different companies and talk to each other every day and just kind of like go through the stories and their journeys and... I've already done half of the interviews and I love the like weird consistencies. So I'm really excited for you guys to listen to that. So that's coming up. But, you know, three and a half minutes in, I should probably start talking about how systems aren't smart. So, <laughs> but um, kind of the major thing I want to talk about in the sense of systems aren't smart is that you're going to have to be smarter 
than the systems that you're working within. That goes for finding work, that goes for working within companies, that goes for managing yourself, that goes for taxes, that goes for everything we've talked about. And I want you to keep in mind that while I'm talking about all of these things, I make it sound like you're going to know what's going on tomorrow. And that's just not true. It takes a long time and a lot of different kinds of experiences to reflect back on with hindsight to understand all of this stuff. So I don't want you to be frustrated, but I just want you to like get ready, like brace yourself, because when you start working, whether you're at an in-house team, a studio, your freelance, whatever, systems are not fucking smart. And I think if you've done any level of adulting, you kind of already know that. Your car insurance sucks. Paying for things sucks. The student loan system sucks. Like systems suck. They're not smart. Which is really interesting because like humans create these things and we're not perfect, yet we strive to create perfection. And I think that also goes for being creative, but it especially happens within organizations and systems. You're going to work for companies that don't have clear pathways for you to grow. And I want to tell you straight up that some companies are really good at growth paths for creatives. You know, you start as an entry level junior designer, senior designer, director, things like that. Like there are companies that are so good at that and that's awesome. And I love that for people, but there are more companies that just have no growth opportunities or you have to put a lot of work in to get your own growth. And I just want you to be ready for that. And I want you to be patient with yourself and I want you to create touch points within your own mind and your own career paths to know when you've had enough. I think people stick around at places way longer than they need to. And, you know, you don't know when is a good time to leave. You don't know if that's what you really want. You don't know how to guess like, well, these are all these things going on in my life and I need to change my life. Is changing my job something I want to do? Or you're just like, I'm not growing enough and I can do better and I know I can do this and I just don't have tools here and I want to find a place with tools. These are what I mean by like systems aren't smart. And I think especially with creative departments, if you're working for clients and companies, they just honestly, they just don't know any better. Like I've been saying all month, it's very difficult to quantify what we do. And we're only as good as our system. And that's the God honest truth for everything. You are only as good as the system you're in. Your boss only knows you for your last project. These things are advice that I have taken from my dad. He, He was, he retired. He was a vice president of logistics for like major companies like McDonald's, Redbox, all those big names. So when I get really frustrated, because, you know, I just semi-recently went from like beginner to intermediate, like between the five to eight years of experience in design. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I know what growing means for me. I know what I want. I know what I want to get paid. I know more about what I want to do. I've done my years of exploring. I've like paid my dues in that regard. Like, honestly, I'm just going to bluntly say paying your dues in the creative industry 
doesn't mean doing bitch work all the time. It means exploring and being new at things for years. And then you get good at the thing that you start chasing because you like it. And then you become specialized in that thing. That's what paying your dues is. That isn't just like getting coffees for people for like three years and then magically you're intermediate and you start doing something. Paying your dues is exploring and I wish people would just call it exploring and being new at things for years because you're just trying stuff that's what paying your dues is and so when I was frustrated because I'm like I'm done I'm done paying my dues I know what I'm interested in I know what I like I know how to find what I'm looking for I'm ready to find it I'm ready to be paid for it finally like I'm ready dude what do I do and I was like so I was struggling to figure it out So I asked my dad, like, when you would hire people or when you would mentor people, like, at work, like, what, what were the big, like, frustrating points for you as the person who was the one with the most experience? Because guess what? Those guys are working still. Those guys are your managers sometimes. And that's not always, like, a shitty thing. Sometimes it sounds like it is. It's not. Those guys are at the top for a reason. Some of it is because corporations are built for male success. Some of it is because people have just genuinely been doing something for a long time and they're actually good at it. And a lot of them, especially in the creative field, want to teach you and you just have to find the right fit. And so something my dad always told me was to manage your exposure, get in front of the right people. We've talked about that. And young people want to grow too fast. And I have really been like sitting on this and chewing on this advice because I've also had a lot of people above me, really important people that I don't know how I got their audience, but I'm happy to have it. Tell me that like I, I'm not going to be ready to be like a creative director or somebody like that until I, like I'm in my 40s and I turned 30 this year. And when I heard that, I was like, I don't think that's true. I know people. I will be interviewing somebody soon who got where I wanted to get in their like early to mid 30s. Like that's that's not true anymore. So like what's the line? What's the system? Like where are we in flux here? And so, you know, listening to my dad and remembering what he said, like um, young people are very frustrated because they want to grow too fast and they want things too fast. And and I don't really know like where this balance is, but also I truly think because creativity is a DIY career, as we've been discussing like you you can find where that fits. And that's what I mean by like systems. Systems aren't smart. You know, there, there's no like, like if you want a senior design job, the question is, do I have to be promoted to senior at my job to then apply to senior positions to get them otherwise? Because can I even get senior positions at other companies if I'm not a senior now? That's true. You have to be senior somewhere before you can be senior somewhere else. You have to prove your seniorness and all of that stuff and, and, when you want a promotion, you have to like prove it. You have to like kind of do the work before you have the title and before you're actually paid for it. So like, what are these boundaries? If you want me to be operating at a level I want to operate at, how long do I do that until I'm actually recognized for it? You have to advocate for that. And and it's exhausting. Like I get it. I know this is tough. I know it's exhausting. 
I know it's a lot of work, but like systems are not smart. Some companies manage all of that for you. There's a clear pathway. There's a mentorship program within your company. It's easy to grow. Interviews are bountiful within the company. La la la. Like those 100% exist. And quite honestly, if you happen to find one of them while you're young and you feel like you know where you're going, stick around until you get where you want to be. And then I would explore. But I didn't like know this. My journey hasn't been written like that. It's been very DIY along the way. I've been learning a lot about different sorts of skills as time happens. Because like a lot of the jobs I've done didn't exist five years ago. You know, UX didn't exist. Um, social media campaigns didn't exist. And being around all that, I learned about creative strategy. And I'm a really good creative strategist. And so how do I get there? You know, like these are kind of the things where like you learn these things or your boss comes up to you and is like, you're really good at these things. How do you feel about being good at them? Do you enjoy being good at them? Because sometimes you're good at something you don't enjoy being. I was really good at customer service for a long time, like on the phone, walking old people through websites to order things and helping people out and doing that and doing design work. And my boss asked me one day, like, oh, like, what are your goals? And I was like, to get a phone off of my desk. I don't want to answer the phone. I just want to design. Oh, but you're so good at it. Great. I don't care. I don't want to do this. I'm good at these other things. I want to focus on these other things I'm good at. I don't want to focus on my customer service because this sucks. I don't like it. I'm glad I'm good at it, but I don't like it. And so, like, that's, that's the push and pull here. And so like just knowing systems aren't smart for career growth and systems aren't smart for, you know, cultivating things like you have to put some extra legwork in. And that's just a part of the deal so far. I hope it changes and it gets more standardized over time. But right now, while we're new to the digital stuff, we're new to the data, we're new to the analytics, you know. The design census has only been coming out for a few years, the salary guide a few years, the accessibility to all of that stuff digitally has been new. And I bet you now with the pandemic, we're all just like analytic heavy. How do we like quantify this? How do we keep track? The people who can quantify the dollars of all of these things, they're just figuring it out. And like sometimes we're moving quicker or slower and it's tough. So just please remember that systems are not smart, especially when you get to your first job. I've talked about it before, but I've seen a lot of like baby designers, green designers sit next to me and get really frustrated because sometimes where you work, there is no project manager. You're being emailed and asked things and there's not really a pecking order to follow. And it's just kind of like project chaos. And your boss will ask you what you're doing and you'll be like, aren't you supposed to know what I'm doing? You're managing me. I don't know. And it's just chaos. That's going to happen. I don't care how long you've been working or how long you're going to work. You will find that in the creative industry and how you manage your stress and frustration during something that is stressful and frustrating will really help you along the way to let it pass through you and push it away. And it's totally okay to get frustrated and be like, I'm not doing this. I'm fed up with this. I don't want to do this. I've definitely had a few jobs like that where I'm like, I spent five hours 
running around with my like a chicken with its head cut off trying to understand the assignment to do the design work why am i talking to six people why do they all have different information why don't they all know what size they want this stupid thing why am i the one wasting my time doing this because i want to focus on other things or i have better things to be doing being fed up with a system that's so not smart like that totally fine those kinds of systems exist but it's okay to leave them behind truly there's a bunch of shit out there to try so i I, exploring these things and experiencing these things to learn those boundaries for yourself is something you're just inevitably going to have to do and it's going to be weird (laughs) it's going to be a weird time and so i just want you guys to just have that in the back of your mind maybe you won't hear it or feel it as hard maybe you will but it's appropriate to draw boundaries but also it's difficult to know what boundaries you can draw if you don't know how different everything is because if you are met with like a chaotic workflow and it's all you know because it's maybe the first or second time you've seen that and you're like is all of this like this like do i just need to lighten up you don't know until you're like trying a bunch of stuff or saying this isn't working or this process could be more efficient but if you're the one saying the process can be more efficient then guess whose assignment it is to make the process more efficient Uh uh-oh it's me (laughs) personally i like that stuff but not everybody does and that's okay so just be ready Be ready to just feel out the system, especially if you're starting new jobs, which I'm sure a ton of you are. Just feel it out for a couple of months. No one expects you to be an expert at your job until like 90 days in at least. So feel it out. If it's stressful, ask questions. Don't demand things. Don't freak out. Just go like, hey, you know, is there a reason we do this this way or you know, this took a long time. Is that like what we're meaning for it to do? Or am I skipping a step? Like benefit of the doubt questions will help you determine how you want to be where you want to be. And that's like the best way to play a not smart system. So like, I just, again, I just, I think this is the thing that caught, like catches everyone off guard when they get into the workforce is just how stupid these systems truly are. And I think art school or whatever, like really makes us believe that we're going to walk through the door of our new job and everything's going to be taken care of. And we're just going to quietly design in our little desk area and do our own thing. And we're going to be perfectly happy and everything's going to make sense. And we're going to be able to hit our deadlines. And it's more chaotic than that. And you can find a different way to exist where you can manage the chaos. But it is stressful. It is uncomfortable. But there are systems out there that you can adapt to that you'll thrive within. And it just comes with practice like everything else. And the thing that's kind of wild is having a creative job is practicing being a worker. And like nobody tells you that either. Like just like when you're in school trying to find your voice and you're working on your portfolio and you're doing all the things you're supposed to do to like get work. As a worker, you kind of go through the same process. And, and these not smart systems are your big tests. They're your standardized tests in a sense. And how you manage the stress of a stressful project or a stressful workflow or anything like that 
is going to help you understand better on if the position you put yourself in is like the right one for you. I've been in plenty of positions that weren't right for me. And I knew it because I was like, fuck this. This sucks. This is stressful. I don't want to work like this. One of my personal standards is when I'm in an interview for a job and the words of the interviewer The words that come out of their mouth are like, yeah, we're really trying to like build an in-house team from the ground up. And like, you would be one of the first hires. Not interested. Do not want to (laughs) help. You know why? Because to me, if you're starting a new creative department within your company, you don't have anything in place. You don't have seniors in place to help me grow. You don't have answers to questions that I need to work and have a work-life balance and have boundaries at work. You have no foundation to support your employees yet because you're building it. And that learning curve is something I have zero interest in because being in a creative department, my experience when it's been building from the ground up, it's a lot of fighting for what you need, not having what you need to do your job, having to figure out things on the fly more than usual. I do not want that. Some people love that because you can just write your future however you want. And I get that. But If you don't have a system at all, I don't know if it's smart or dumb. And so I, and I don't want to stay there to find out, you know, again, I'm almost 30. I don't want to like go through all of that. When I'm younger, I was younger and in that situation. And at 22, I was almost running an entire like screen printing department by myself and setting up all these systems. Again, the process doing all the stuff and it was fine because I was young and I was testing stuff out and I was experimenting and seeing what I liked and what I didn't and I was learning programs all this stuff that's not smart system or that lack of system I was just like blooming in to see what I liked but as an as an adult I guess a, a grown elder millennial I I don't have that kind of energy I'm focusing on other things I've narrowed down what I'm looking at so this is kind of like what I mean and so you know it's comfortable versus uncomfortable some people love being uncomfortable as weird as that sounds <laughs> That's kind of like the best way. And then like fake titles, that's a whole other thing, a a thing to look out for in the creative industry and help manage like what you're doing. You don't want to get caught in a fake title. And I've watched a lot of people have this where someone will just give you a title because they think that's like what your work is. But if you went to a different company, like you don't do what that title does. And the thing that sucks about fake titles is like, sure, you might be 19 and a creative director at a startup or a mom and pop but if you're 19 and a creative director at an agency or an in-house team that's a whole other set of stakes you may not have the right experience for if you're the creative director at a mom and pop shop it might just be you as the sole designer whereas a creative director at like an agency or an in-house shop has to know something about business has to be able to manage people and have interpersonal skills and has to be able to manage budgets and things like that that's where this can get kind of tricky depending on where you find yourself none of it's necessarily wrong but like you don't know what you don't know and I find a lot of people falling into title traps and it's it just like is a bummer 
when you choose to move on and you think you're at one level and you're just not there and nothing sucks more than running into the system of finding work and them telling you like no you're still entry level because you don't have xyz thing you're not senior you have to take a different title than you've been functioning in for a year and a half or whatever that's like a really like extreme example but it's like the best one to articulate the fake title thing and fortunately i haven't personally experienced that but i watch people experience it I have people recommend resumes to me that I read where I'm like, sure, it says creative director three times in here, but like you can't even do what I do at a, at a mid-level. Like, and, and that's nobody's fault. The system was just dumb for you then. And like, watch out. <laughs> systems are not smart. And I think we rely a lot on systems uh, to be smart for us. And it just... Someone on TikTok said, like, why do I have to do so much work to just not be scammed? Can't we just not scam people? Like, it's because the system is flawed. Because somewhere along the line, someone tried to make it make more sense. And maybe they had no business doing that. But for some reason, everyone listened to them. Or the system doesn't know how to evolve with technology. Or evolve with the socioeconomics of, like, the younger worker. Or, like, everyone defines the value differently. Systems don't necessarily start stupid. They become stupid because they're not like evolving with everything all the time. They take a second to catch up. And so that's just something to look out for. And you'll know and catch when a system isn't smart, either on your first day of work or within an interview. And these things are just one more thing to keep track of, which... I know it's like there's so much to keep track of in finding like a professional career as a creative. But again, like the creativity and the technicality and the talent is all a given right now. We're all good at these things. We all have these things. We all like know what these things are for ourselves. But when you get to a point where you, you've decided you want to get paid for those things and paid for those skills... The next level of thinking is how do I work within an organization and a system to quantify my paycheck every time while I'm designing stuff? That's kind of what this more so is. Again, we're in 201, not 101 of creative mentorship right now. So I just want you to just be ready for systems not being smart. This unfortunately also goes for if you have a problem with a coworker. It sucks. When you have issues with a coworker or you know someone's doing something shitty or someone's mouths off to you or whatever, sometimes the system is stupid there too. And it's really frustrating. I think at this point in my career and my age and the people around me, I've had about three or four people, including myself, have issues that were legal problems. And that didn't get resolved in a way that felt like justice was served. And a lot of these things happened to women, unfortunately. And so I just want to tell you, and I'm not telling you this to scare you. I'm just telling you this to brace you for reality. When people say shit that's fucked up, it's usually on you to solve that. And it really sucks. And then everyone moves on like it's not a problem, unless it's really extreme. And when it is really extreme, even then, most of the time people don't get fired, and they should, in my opinion. But 
it just that's where bad politics comes in a lot of the time and we talked about office politics and organizational politics but i just want you to be really ready for that and the best thing i can tell you is to just stand your ground and defend yourself the best that you can you know keep a record of everything no matter if something bad is happening or not keep a record of everything inform the people who can back you up like keep a paper trail of garbage you know <laughs> i've had some people say off color remarks to me that weren't okay i've had people scream in my face and throw papers at me that were my boss i have had it <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm at a point because I had past experiences I'm at a point where I am just as professional as I can be because again like we were talking a couple days ago like we don't know what people are doing that doesn't mean they deserve to treat us badly but if it happens and it's extreme the best you can do is just go hey we have to work on this that's not going to change you said something fucked up and I didn't like it going forward, don't say things like that to me again, or we're going to have a bigger problem, but I value our collaboration at work. Just don't do that and we'll be fine. And most of the time, people don't know what they're doing or saying, or they're just being idiots. It just happens. And I'm not saying it's right, but I'm saying the best thing you can do is like, hey, I value working with you. Whether that's true or not doesn't really matter. I value working with you. We have to work together on these things. You said something that was fucked up. I didn't appreciate it. Here's my line in the sand. If you cross this line again, I'm going to I'm going to be trouble for you essentially, <laughs> you know? And it's it's tough. It's really scary to do that. But you can do things like that. And I think the best way to deal with stuff like that is just tell people what your boundaries are. I think more and more every day, especially with like the millennials kind of being in pseudo manager roles right now, it's more appropriate to say things like that in an office than maybe it was before and like I keep if you watch Mad Men like quite honestly like the way that all that works while it's dramatic and interesting is like pretty similar office wise on how people talk to each other and deal with each other and the boys clubs that exist and I say that coming from a woman's perspective but it's like a real thing and it's tough to navigate and you know, you're only as good as the people above you who can back you up. And if they're the ones that are troubled, that's even harder. And I don't, I don't know how to help you navigate that one successfully because I haven't. So, you know, I just, again, systems aren't smart. Everyone's like, oh, report it to HR, do this, do this. But that's a lot of legwork too. That's a lot of effort on your side too. And I'm not saying don't do it. Absolutely do it. If you have the courage or you like, you know, don't have a worry necessarily and something fucked up is happening, like you should tell the system that exists about it. Make evidence, paper trails, emails, all this stuff. If you follow me on TikTok, I actually have like an attorney's account who does really basic like, here's what this is, here are what the rights are for workers, da -da 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 -da, which helps like inform everyone, which is good because when you're informed and you know these things, then you have power to make decisions and you have more courage to do to exercise your power. And again, like the nature of this podcast, we all don't know what we don't know. And that sucks. And that's like what I'm trying to like open the doors for here. And I just want you to know systems aren't smart. 
I'm going to say it a hundred thousand times in this. And if you can manage your stress level, you can check in with yourself. That's like the most important thing you could do. If you can check in with yourself, because like when shitty things happen to me, it like ruins my day and I check in and I go, okay, why did this ruin my day? What is this rooted in? Is this something I had to go to therapy for before? Is this like, am I blowing it out of proportion? And then you share it with someone you trust at work. Is this as weird as I feel like it is? Yes, it is. And like, okay, what do I do? How do I want to deal with this? Do I want to report it? Do I not want to report it? Why? It's those touch points we talked about before. You just kind of go one, okay, two, okay, three, okay. Asking these questions and answering these questions for yourself. And it helps. And so, you know, it's it's tough. It's It's difficult for me to advise you on like HR problems and like what problems are HR worthy and how HR works. Um, it's actually probably the least I know about. I just have my own personal experience. Um, I've worked for a lot of companies that didn't have HR at all. It was just my manager who had to back me up or deal with it. And guess what? They didn't. And then I've worked for companies that have HR and they like watched like something happened and didn't intervene as it was happening. And, but I had had enough. I had no stakes. I was just like, this is fucked up, blah, blah, blah. And it was like a big nightmare. But I also had like bosses who backed me up. They were like, it doesn't matter what actually happened in that room. What matters is you are uncomfortable. I care that you are uncomfortable. We're going to figure this out. And then I've had like situations where like I just didn't want to involve myself unless there was like a case and you know it's just a shitty comment and it sucks and I wanted to just keep it on record somewhere but I don't expect anything to happen. These are how all of these things work you know. Systems are not smart. They really try. God honest truth they try but it's it's not perfect. So I just want to tell you, like, be ready for imperfection in ways you'll never expect. And it just goes to what can you change and what can't you? What do you have a say in? What don't you? And the best thing you can do is find your grounding touch points for yourself, which takes time and experience to find. But I want you to know we all go through it. Every creative who you think is successful, every worker who seems to have it all figured out, they have just gone through it a lot. And it sucks, but honestly, if you can have shitty experiences young in your career, you are so good for the future. And it's and it sucks. And there is like some kind of like mismanagement PTSD we do have and we will be exploring that next month. Because I think validating experiences that are shitty are important um, to just bring everyone together to be like, this this sucks, but it's not just happening to you. You are not alone. And I think that's like the biggest thing creatives struggle with. We, we kind of feel like all of our feelings are just happening to us. But it's not true. And and I'll sit here and tell you. And if you have things going on or things you don't know what to do or you don't have anyone you can confide in for something weird happening at work, feel free to just email me or ask me or talk to me because I've probably been there or been in the proximity of it. And while I'm not an attorney or an HR representative or anything like that, sometimes it's so shocking you don't even know where to start. <laughs> 
whether it's a bad system at work and you don't know what to do about it and you don't know how you feel about it or how you want to grow or someone's being like a garbage person to you. All of it's weird. Systems aren't smart because they can't evolve with the emotions and the times of the people that work within them. You know, it just takes who's in power. How much work do they want to do to change a system at work is so much work. And it's something that I think a lot of people evaluate. Like, okay, I'm paid XYZ salary. I'm paid $55,000 a year. Do I want to take on fixing a broken system or do I just want to function within it the best that I can? What is more stressful? That is the key piece of information and that is how systems become stupid because it's a ton of work to maintain a system, to change a system, all that stuff. And there are absolutely people out there who are in leadership roles that are trying to change the systems to update them. And honestly, they're the real unsung heroes of this whole workforce to do that. But you're only as powerful as you're vested to be. And so... I think talking about imperfect systems is worthwhile at work, whether it's amongst yourselves or not. And asking questions on why the system is the way that it is is super valuable because maybe it'll clue in your managers because managers don't know something is wrong unless people are telling them. And I think that's something that's really overlooked and people are scared to do, which I totally get. It's really scary to be like, this sucks. What are you going to do? Like, you know, or like this sucks and I don't know a solution and I shouldn't say something sucks without a solution. But that's why you ask questions. Why is this like this? I don't have a solution. I'm asking you. Why do we why do we think that this is working this way when I think it might be better to work this way? Like, is there something I'm missing? These things are like quintessential to navigating all of that. So systems aren't smart. And it's okay if you're in a stupid system and you're just like, I so don't want to deal with this and I don't want to fix it. You can go find a different one. That's kind of the big bet when you start job hopping. Is the next system I go work in going to be better or worse? Is the people managing the system going to be better or worse? It's kind of tricky to tell and until you're in it. And it's a big... Uh, it's a big like freezing point. Like people freeze. They don't move from their jobs because they worry about that. And I think it's worthwhile to just just explore. If you have the the time and the ability to explore, quit jobs and start doing other things. Get a creative agent so that you can just hop contracts and learn. What do you like? What kind of worker do you like to be? What environment of work do you enjoy being in? That for me personally is the golden question because I'm okay to making a little bit less money and being creative if my environment and the people I work with are fascinating, interesting, they listen to me, I'm engaged, like these are how we start like push and pulling our value. I've been talking a lot about like being paid what you're worth, growing your like thoughts and ideas, finding what you're good at. And as you start to find those things, the, how much value on each thing changes. Am I okay not being as creative if I'm paid more but the systems are okay? Maybe the answer is yes for you. Is it worthwhile to be paid a little bit less but do something really engaging every day with people I enjoy and a company culture I really like working within? That might be way more valuable to you. Right now, that's my current values. Or like, unless this system is perfect, the work can be a little bit mundane because I don't like to use my brain all the time and I like to use it when I get home. Maybe that's what your combo is. 
that's great. And that's why I think evaluating systems, whether they're stupid or not, it is worth that because it helps you define your value. And when you can define a, when you can define a value you love, then you're not really all that stressed at work, which is all we're trying to achieve. Not bringing our stress to work and not bringing our work stress home. And when you find a good balance of that, you find you're pretty happy and you start doing things that you enjoy. You start settling a little bit, which I'm personally enjoying right now. Maybe you don't want to settle at all. That's totally fine. Go while out, like while you can. Like do what you want while you can is the best thing I can say. But the more you experiment, the more you learn about yourself and the more you find that you love what you're doing. And that's really all we want. We want to be happy, healthy, balanced, paid <laughs> creatives. And that's what I hope helps you. So I hope that was insightful and I hope you can take something from that or validate something you're going through. Um, if you are dealing with something um, and you don't even know where to start, like message me. I'm happy to help you the best way I can. And the best place to message me, honestly, is on my Patreon. And uh, my Patreon is free. Like all of these podcasts, all of my videos, all of the links to all of the resources I talk about are on that Patreon. It's the Creative Mentor Podcast Patreon. And I do have two premium tiers. One is to get next week's podcast early. So you can hear the first interview now if you're like listening to this on like the normal like post date. Um, I have workbooks. Uh, that I put out every month. So they kind of take every podcast of that month and make it into a couple pages of an interactive workbook. I put the right questions in there. You can fill out the answers. I have checklists for things. I have links to resources. They're all there. You can download them and keep them forever. They're just for you. They come out on the last day of the month. Um, so this month I'm going to have like kind of some general art school like things to consider. I'm going to have pandemic trauma like meandering wanderings. I'm going to have dealing with personal stress at work and and then the stuff we've talked about here. It'll just be like a recap. It'll ask you questions. It'll like um, reassert like, hey, like you got this. This is this is normal. This is OK. All that stuff. So um, check that out if that interests you. Um, otherwise find me on TikTok, little one minute tips everywhere. I also accumulate a lot of accounts on there that like help me too. Like I've learned a lot from, or like I'll find other accounts that might help with like freelance work more so, or, you know, animation, like project managers. And like, I get a lot of questions from you guys. And so when I come across profiles that answer some of those questions, I will duet them and label them for you. So it's not just me being like tips, stuff, tricks. It's other accounts that can help expand on advice that I don't have the experience to. So check out the TikTok. It's the creative mentor. Um, you also probably already know that if you're here. That's probably, that's where most of you come from. And I fucking love TikTok. I'm on it all the time. Comment. I'm in my comments all day, all the time. I love it even if I'm not posting every day I'm on there every day so hit me up love to talk to all of you I fucking love it so much um and with that 
that's the end of July. And we're going to go into August now, month seven. And I'm just, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you guys to listen to these interviews I've been doing all weekend with everybody. They're, they've been like really enriching. And even though these are people in my network that I know, like I'm already like learning so much from them. I'm so excited. There's great sound bites in them. There's great advice. They also all are giving me like links and resources to share with you. I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this like I can't wait like I'm ending this episode I'm gonna go edit all that stuff right now for you so I will catch you next week so excited